and welcome to In Session, the Daily Texans' weekly rundown of the 2019 Texas Legislature. I'm Sarah Schleed, and I'm here today with Chase Caracostas. Hello, everyone. <laughs> Hi, Chase. I'm ready for some quality time talking about the ledge. Yeah, we've kind of been abandoned. Yeah. Well, to be fair, you have missed a few episodes. Yeah, that is the so tea. So this is just karma. Yeah, it's fine. I'm here. Yeah, we have plenty to talk about. Yeah, we so, really do. Um, let's start with the uh, funnest thing of all, property taxes. <laughs> property taxes, yes. So um, one of the big arguments against the property tax bills um, to cap them is they were like, where's the other money going to come from? Um, because that's a big revenue source for a lot of um, localities, cities, um, counties, uh, school districts, and all that stuff. And they were like, what are we going to do to be able to pay for this? And so I believe it was this morning, um, the three top lawmakers in the state, uh, Governor Abbott, uh, Lieutenant Governor Dan Patrick, and House Speaker Dennis Bonin, all announced that they were supporting a 1% sales tax increase. So currently, the sales tax is, uh, by state rules, sits at... Six, it's something, hold on. 6.25. 6.25%, but in most areas, it's 8.25%. So most like uh, cities and stuff are allowed to have it higher. Um, and so this would result in, honestly, the majority of the state, uh, it would be a 9.25% uh, sales tax now. Um, and that would generate... I. A lot of money. I am a little bit skeptical as to whether or not it would solve all of the state's property tax problems, um, but it would definitely serve as something that will allow those bills to get a lot of support from areas that are very opposed to um, property tax caps. Um, cities, especially, that need them whenever they're growing really quickly and they don't know where else to get funding. Um, but the other thing to keep in mind with that, too, is the sales tax goes to the state. And so it will then be the extra money that they are going to be recouping with the sales tax from the lost property taxes goes to the state, and then they dole that out. So it might result in like delays of like uh, localities getting money, and also it's taking the power of cities, school districts, counties um, from being able to tax people and putting that in the hands of the state, which might draw some opposition. Why are Texans more willing to pay a higher sales tax than, tax than property taxes? Um, I'm not really sure. It's Texas' sales tax has come under a lot of criticism in the past. Uh, because sales taxes are notoriously seen, even though they're called flat taxes, they have for a long time been seen as what's called a regressive tax, where um, lower income people are taxed more than higher income people. And the reason why they've said that is because if um, you think about it, people with lower income spend a larger proportion of their money on sales tax than someone who uh, is very rich. So it's Interesting because with property taxes, a lot of that burden is going to be put on areas with um, 
like more money that with higher property values. And so I'm not really sure. I can't answer that question. But that is... I, I don't know if anybody can. So yeah. I wasn't expecting you to solve... <laughs> yeah. World peace. Yeah. <laughs> um, but yeah, no, it's definitely... It's, it's an interesting solution for sure. Um, well, let's move on to tobacco. Yes. So the Senate this week passed a uh, increase in the age limit on tobacco uh, purchasing and use. So previously, the age limit was 18. Um, but now with uh, the new proposal, it would raise that to 21. Mm. Um, which would mean that a lot of current college students that maybe they're 18, 19, 20, that have spent, you know, six months, almost maybe even three years, um, like using a jewel or smoking cigarettes or cigars or whatever. I have to imagine most college students don't smoke cigars. but Probably not. Um, but all of those people would go from being able to smoke and use tobacco to not being able to use tobacco. So are they not going to be grandfathered in? I do not believe so, mm. which is something similar that happened uh, whenever the state raised its uh, alcohol age limit from 19 to 21. There was a lot of people that my mother knew mm. that were able to start drinking, and then the state passed the new age limit, and suddenly they weren't allowed to. So cruel. Um, but it is interesting to note that active military is exempt from this. I guess the thought process is if you're old enough to fight, then, and you're, you are fighting, then you get to smoke if you want to. Yeah, but you don't get to drink. Right. I don't know. I don't, I don't quite get that one. That was a very random provision. Yeah. What do you think are the odds that this is going to, like, go smoothly through the house? Um, it, I'm not sure. It's interesting. I, I heard about it, but I, I heard about this, but I hadn't heard about any, like, similar house versions. Mm. I assume if they wanted to pass that there has to be one out there. Um, or that it um, has a lot of support because this seemed to like generate like whenever it passed the Senate, it seemed to generate a lot of interest, and it wouldn't have done that if it was like there was no support for it in the House. Um, and uh, but it was interesting because it was fairly bipartisan. So half the people that voted for it in the Senate um, were Republicans, and half of them were Democrats. Um, and, or about half. And then there was one Democrat that voted, uh, against it, I believe. And so I thought that was kind of interesting because it's like, because of the bipartisan nature of it, it definitely, uh, has a greater chance of making it through the house, but yeah, it'll definitely... Yeah, it's uh, State Senator John Whitmire of Houston was the only Democrat who voted against it. And uh, the uh, legislation was actually put forward by a Republican, Joan Huffman. So it has a decent chance if it, ha if it continues to hold up that sort of bipartisan nature in the House. But it also, a lot of times, Republicans in the House can be very different creatures than the ones in the Senate. So who knows? True that. Uh, any more to add about this bill? 
Yeah, so the it has a companion bill in the lower chamber um, by Representative John Zerwis of Richmond, and it was and that bill was also authored by a Republican, but it does not currently have the exception for active military, and it was passed out of a House committee unanimously last month. So it appears, at least in some sense, to have more support, um, but uh, it's. But yeah, no, it's interesting because one of the reasons that uh, this Tribune story is saying why it has faced some opposition from Republicans, at least initially, was because it denied young adults enlisting in the military from being able to use tobacco products. I just, like, I don't really understand that sort of So interesting. But, yeah. God bless our troops, I guess. I guess. Well, what else do you want to talk about? Um, so there has been several other things that have been happening recently. Uh, one of the things that passed uh, last Tuesday was a Senate proposal that would prevent state agencies from revoking the licenses of workers who refuse service to certain customers based on sincerely held religious beliefs. Sounds familiar. So it's um, it honestly appears to be like this session's version of the bathroom bill, mm. um, something that's going to draw a lot of criticism from people and already has um, for uh, denying rights or discriminating against LGBTQ people. Uh, and so this bill, according to a lot of the critics, would basically legalize discriminations, uh, uh, discrimination against uh, members of the LGBTQ community and um, possibly even other groups. But uh, the supporters of it have said that this is about um, allowing people to live with their religious liberty and not have to worry about being punished for turning away like a same-sex couple for whatever reason. Um, although it's interesting because I remember there was a, a similar bill um, that was brought up um, a few months ago that was filed and it uh, was about allowing people to deny service to uh, same-sex couples based on religious beliefs too, but that one was only associated with marriage-related services. So things like wedding cakes, um, wedding venues, and uh, like flat, like like florists and stuff like that. So this is different but similar in the same way. Mm-hmm. Um, but obviously, but it's strange because like the first thing that pops up to my mind is like you have to have a license to be a barber. Or like a hairstylist. Right. So, and those aren't exactly things that um, would be associated with being gay or straight. Like, everyone gets a haircut. Right. I just, I bet I can't imagine what their rationale is, but I want to know, like, why they think that it's, like, a business's business. (laughs) Like, who, like, what a person's personal life is. Yeah. I mean, this reminds me of something that I notice about a lot of bills in the legislature is they seem to want to tackle problems that uh, I find hard to see um, them. Like, I, I find it like this bill... I can't imagine that someone's license was... Act, like, I... I see this like tackling like or like helping 
and the way that it wants to like help people, like very few people in the state. Mm-hmm. Like this seems like it wants to address a problem that may or may not actually exist. Or if it does exist, it only affects like one person in the entire state. Do you think it's more of a matter of just taking a stance on we are a state that is promotes going- religious liberty? Yes. Basically. Yeah. yeah. No, it, it definitely falls into that vein. Uh, we are a state that promotes free speech and that we support free speech and religious liberty and less of trying to solve a problem. Um, but things like this don't typically make their way through the House. The House is much more liberal than the uh, Senate. Mm-hmm. It has a lot more moderates that typically are opposed to issues like this. There is plenty of people in the Senate that will support that will support um bills restricting abortion rights but won't support uh, issues like this. And the other thing to keep in mind with this bill especially, it it's so reminiscent of the issues that a lot of people had with the bathroom bill that I can't imagine Dennis Bonin, who, while is he's somewhat different from Joe Strauss, they have a lot of similar va- uh, values in terms of things that they want the lo- the legislature to actually spend time on. And while Bonin in January didn't outwardly say we should not address the bathroom bill again, he was like, I would hate for us to be spending time on that when we have other issues to be solving. And I could imagine this falling into that same vein of not wanting to spend time trying to get to gather support for this whenever they could be spending time fixing school finance and property taxes. Right. Well, that's all for this episode. Thanks for listening to In Session. Uh, Stay tuned next week for another episode with hopefully the whole gang. Yeah, we'll see. And in the meantime, make sure to subscribe to the newsletter. I saw Chase drafting it before this. Yes. Um, And join our Facebook group so we can continue the conversation.